Welcome back to One Nail at a Time, Insights for Building Your Patient's Medical Home. I'm Lori. And I'm Michelle, and we're with the Alberta Medical Association. Today, we're pleased to welcome back Dr. Rick Ward, who chatted to us just a few episodes ago about teamwork in the patient's medical home. And today, he's back to talk to us about teamwork again, but this time, teamwork in the time of COVID-19. Yes, and much like uh, what clinics are doing in this time of COVID-19, which is a lot of virtual care, we recorded our first virtual podcast with everybody in separate places. So we think it went okay. There certainly, doesn't, I don't think there were any dogs barking or doorbells <laughs> ringing. So I, I think I'm going to count that as a success. Mm-hmm. Over the next few shows, we're going to aim to bring you relevant stories and ideas from physicians and their teams who are striving to maintain and continue to develop their patient's medical home during the pandemic. Yeah, and I think we're also going to talk a bit about not just how to cope during the COVID crisis, but also what are medical homes going to be like and uh, what will the teams do once we reach our new normal afterward? Absolutely. There's going to be a lot of new processes developed by teams. So yeah, very curious to see what we're going to want to maintain when this is done. Yeah, but for now, let's, let's hear what Dr. Ward had to say. Welcome back, Dr. Rick Ward, to One Nail at a Time. We're so pleased to have you back for uh, the second recording with us. We had you on a few episodes ago talking about team-based care. And uh, all care is different right now, but we wanted to talk to you today about getting your brilliant insights into teamwork in this crazy time of COVID. So thank you for joining us for our first remote recording. And Just in case any of our listeners uh, didn't tune in to the first podcast uh, that we had with you, would you mind uh, introducing yourself first? Sure. I'm a a community-based family physician in Calgary. I work out of Crowfoot Village Family Practice. We're fortunate enough to be working under uh, an alternative funding model, which has allowed us to uh, strengthen our medical home by uh, fully integrating uh, a great interdisciplinary team uh, that helps us to provide care to about 25,000 uh, patients in uh, in Northwest Calgary. Thanks. So on the last podcast, you shared with us a little bit how your team is structured. Can you tell us a little bit about how you're optimizing and structuring your team, uh, having to work in a much different way during this COVID crisis? Yeah, a great, um, a great segue, Lori. I think that uh, going into a crisis with a strong team uh, really helps to navigate new waters that uh, that you don't anticipate and that seem to be changing uh, week by week. Um, so, really, the the team has been really helpful uh, for us um, in helping to um, recreate the physical requirements of, uh, of uh, a medical home functioning in a pandemic. And they've enabled us to uh, provide a different kind of, uh, of really exceptional care uh, in times where face-to-face contact is, uh, is something that we're, we're moving away from. That's, that's interesting, Rick. And curious to know, there's a lot of concern out there for how do we keep people safe who are working on the front lines? So what has your team done to make sure that, that your team is not put in harm's way? You know, Michelle, we started really early uh, in having a, uh, um, a group that meets on a daily basis to 
um, see how the clinic is operating uh, in these times of uh, altered care. The first thing that they did was was look at the physical layout of the, the clinic and how we could keep patients and staff healthy. Um, and that involved um, making changes at the front of the house that um, a physician at the back of the house uh, maybe didn't really have full thoughtfulness about. So things like setting up a station in the front door that um, uh, was a place where patients could uh, disinfect, uh, where they could answer health questionnaires, get screened with uh, temperature, removing chairs from the waiting room, actually putting tables in front of uh, the reception area that would uh, reinforce um, healthy distancing. Uh, so there was a lot of really structural structural changes uh, and organizational changes within the office that helped to promote a, a healthy work environment. Hmm, that's very clever with the tables. I hadn't heard that one. <laughs> and so, Rick, that's a little bit about the physical environment. And I know a lot of clinics have had to transition to a virtual care environment. Can you tell us a little bit about how you've done that transition and how your team's been involved? and how the team has changed in this new environment. Well, we really started uh, the, at the crisis recognizing that we had to move more towards virtual care and um, really in our huddles, explain the rationale for virtual care. And uh, because we've been doing a lot of virtual care with our patients, um, it was really uh, not a, a huge gap to fill uh, in terms of encouraging our staff to to think about uh, virtual visits and also to pass that messaging on to patients. Um, you know, we walk a fine line between saying to patients, we want to give you care, we want to be there for you, but we don't want to see you face-to-face. That's dangerous. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's really promoting that spirit of, yes, we want to be there for you. We're going to provide care in different ways. And how about sending a picture of that rash through a secure email rather than coming in and having the doctor see it? Um, It's that um, uh, diabetes nurse educator who uh, says, uh, email me your blood sugar results um, and let's talk about it on the phone rather than sitting down uh, and looking at your glucometer together. So we're really uh, promoting amongst ourselves and also to patients that when possible, we want to try to provide care in that in that context. What about your patients who are maybe, and I hear people saying they're too afraid to go into the clinic. How, how are you handling that? Yeah, it's funny. We've got two kinds of patients. We've got the kinds that say, well, no, 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 I want to come in and see the doctor. I, 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 I need to see him. Um, and then those that, that are very fearful of, um, uh, of leaving their homes at all. And so it's really trying to take a patient-centered approach. And I think our team has done a very good job at, at uh, understanding the fears that patients bring to, um, to their providers during this uh, period of uncertainty. Um, and being sensitive to the anxieties on the other end of the phone or when responding to the email um, uh, has really been a success factor in helping our patients uh, have a level of comfort with uh, the care that they're getting. Yeah. And I wonder about 
you're, you know, you've got some patients that are probably isolated and, and those that maybe have chronic diseases that need some management or mental health. Um, what are your strategies around, around those people? We've really um, used the opportunity where we've had a little bit lighter volumes in the office to be able to reach out to uh, our patients and to remind them that their medical home is is still open and is still there for them. Mm-hmm. So a couple of things that we did specifically, one is we identified patients who were at high risk due to um, social isolation to reach out to them to make sure that um, their needs, uh, getting medications, food support, um, and just um, emotional and 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 loneliness uh, was being addressed. Mm-hmm. So a simple phone call to those patients who uh, we mined out of the EMR that that were at risk uh, created that um, created that space of saying we're here for you, um, we're here to answer your questions, uh, and we want to connect. The other thing that uh, we did is uh, we actually uh, invited patients to a webcast. Um, We know that our patients often look to uh, their family doctor and their team as uh, the source of of truth uh, during times of of health uncertainty. And so we did a podcast with uh, um, five of our providers, uh, three docs, a nurse practitioner, and, and Nurse Cheryl. And uh, we're uh, astounded at having uh, 1,500 patients who uh, joined our wow. webcast uh, just to ask questions and to dialogue and to hear uh, what their team, health team, thought about uh, the crisis and things that they could do. Other uh, providers were on the chat line and were able to answer questions that patients had that we weren't able to get to. But it's just a way of reaching out and being able to reassure patients that um, their team is there, their medical home is with them, uh, even in these times of isolation. So, Rick, you've talked, of course, about the role that the clinics are playing for patients, but even the staff and physicians themselves are, are patients and are impacted by what's going on in the environment as well. How are you supporting your staff through this? You know, Lori, um, I think you've really raised a, a really important issue. All of us right now have a degree of anxiety. Mm-hmm. All of us are feeling unbalanced. Um, just as people who are who are have lived experience or having lived lived experience uh, through uncertain times, and there's a recognition that um, our staff uh, have those anxieties, but also. Um, have the added pressure of uh, of dealing with patients who themselves are feeling unsettled, uh, who are feeling physically threatened, um, and who have serious health risks. Uh, we recognize that some of those vulnerable patients that uh, we've come to uh, embrace and love the most are the ones that are most at risk during these times. And so there's a lot of fear. There's fear for the patients that we serve, there's fear for looking after sick patients and maybe being exposed to um, to the virus through our, our work and bringing that home to our family. There's the stress of doing business differently through through virtual care and losing that ability to have that face to face contact, which which really um, energizes us so much uh, uh, in healthcare. 
So I think the first thing that we did is recognize uh, that uh, we are uh, having unique stresses and those stresses within the team uh, are ones that we can support each other on. So those morning huddles, those uh, preclinic huddles have become very important in, in setting the stage for what the day looks like and what some of the patient stresses are. The other things that we've done have been to um, encourage daily communication, or not encourage, but mandate daily communication around what's happening in the office, around availability of providers, and um, around clinic policies that have changed around, um, uh, around using uh, protective gear. Um, we've also uh, done some uh, creative things like had a social distancing uh, uh, Friday uh, afternoon uh, social where uh, uh, in our large boardroom we uh, uh, socially distanced um, and, uh, and just chatted about uh, what was happening in the clinic and what was happening outside. Um, and just uh, shared uh, shared some laughs. Our uh, physician. I hope some fun there. beverages too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. COVID right. It's, and it's physical. Yeah, <laughs> physical distancing, not social distancing. It sounds like you were doing the opposite of social social distancing while keeping physically distanced. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put you uh, distance during that one. I was nobody talking. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> physical distancing. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, well, yeah, so lots of cool things like that, just to keep our eye on the ball of uh, of this the the emotional temperature of the clinic. Yeah, and I'm going to put you on the spot, Rick, and ask. You know, we know that physicians are often the leaders in clinics, and we know that you are absolutely a leader. Um, and so you're always looking out for the health and well-being of your patients and for the, the people on your team. But we also know that COVID is putting great stress on everybody with all the change and uncertainty, including physicians. So what are, what are you doing personally to take care of yourself? Yeah, I think it's been a real time to reconnect with, uh, with family and uh, um, our children and, um, you know, um, spend safe time with them uh, and have conversations with them in a way that, uh, that maybe the busyness of, uh, of pre-COVID days um, uh, affected. Um, within the clinic, we've um, instituted a buddy system uh, amongst uh, the physicians where um, we've, um, uh, we're paired up and we do daily or twice weekly check-ins with our buddy just to have that safe space to sort of talk to each other and say, hey, how are you doing? You know, how, how are you faring with things? Mm-hmm. There's no question that, uh, that uh, the stresses that the team feels are also felt by uh, the individual physicians. And um, it's a time for us to uh, examine and reflect on our coping strategies. That's great. And just for for those that are listening, I'll, I'll plug a little public service announcement here and just remind the physicians listening that um, the Physician and Family Support Program is available 24-7 with an assistance line and, and they offer peer-to-peer support for physicians, residents and medical students. Um, there's also WellDoc Alberta that has lots of resources, uh, including some podcasts around um this COVID time. So we'll, we'll put those links in the show notes. 
So Rick, the COVID crisis, of course, brings a lot of doom and gloom with it. But have there been any positive benefits to your work and to your team during this time? Yeah, it's a great question to see. Is there a you know is there a rainbow at the uh, um, at the end of the thunderstorm? And I think one of the things that I'm struck with and that the team has um, fed back to me is how much patients really appreciate the the relationships that they have with all of us as individuals, um, the recognition that we're going through difficult times. Um, and that personal connection that has been there over time under more clinical matters. But there's something now that, that sort of brings us together. And the recognition that being able to give that message of reassurance, that message of understanding, um, that permanence that we are still there for you has become um, a really powerful, positive force in helping our patients navigate these difficult times in a situation where we have so little control, the ability for us to be able to connect with and reassure our patients uh, and provide them comfort uh, during these troubling times is, uh, is in many ways a, a gift that we get as, as healthcare workers. Hmm, it's a silver lining for sure. And Laura, I think you have a question for, for Dr. Ward. We always wrap up our podcast with a question. And if you have, there is that one piece of advice that you could give to your colleagues. So whether that is on on your team and leveraging your team through the COVID crisis or just something more general about these crazy times, what would that be? I think um, it's acknowledging our collective vulnerability um, at a time when so much seems out of our control. Uh, every patient that I talk to, um, my family members, my friends, Everyone feels off-centered right now. And I think that the ability to be able to say that in a safe environment and recognize that there are people that are are there for you, both friends, family, but also your teammates, uh, provides reassurance that you're not in this alone, that you have natural resources that are around you. And uh, to quote one of my physician colleagues, um, we got this. Uh, we're going to get through this uh, and we're going to be stronger as a team and individuals. Mm, sage advice. That's great. Thank you so much for joining us, Rick. That was that was really, really great advice. And I, I'd like to thank not just you, Rick, and your staff, but all physicians and staff who are out on the front lines today um, and putting themselves at risk and doing what I think is the most important work uh, that they'll probably do uh, in their lifetime, or at least I hope it doesn't <laughs> get any uh, any more critical than than this time. And um, I know, Rick, you're not just supporting your patients and and your team, but you're also doing a lot of work at the system level, uh, helping out your fellow colleagues. So thank you so much uh, for your contributions there as well. Thanks very much for the platform to be able to discuss these issues. Anytime. <laughs> Stay well. Thanks so much for tuning in. Check out the show notes for links to the tools, resources, and websites that were referenced in this podcast. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a comment, tell us what you thought, and what you'd like to hear more about. And until next time, grab your hammer and keep building one nail at a time. Mm-hmm.